The book of Jonah in the Old Testament is, it's only about three chapters, two pages long. So it's, it's not a very big book of the Old Testament compared to like Isaiah or Jeremiah or the Psalms, which are large books in the Old Testament. It's a very short book. It's very compact, but there's a lot of truth in that compactness, in that story. And most people do remember the story of Jonah. What do they remember about the story of Jonah? Him being swallowed by a whale. That's what people, and people want to deny that. And I always say, well, God can make a whale swallow us. He's God. He's God. Why can't he do that? Some people deny it. They say, oh, it's just fictitious. You know, it's just you know, hyperbole or whatever, literary writers, why can't God make a fish swallow us? A big fish, a big whale, and keep a person alive in the whale's stomach. God can do anything that he wants. He's God. He's God. And that's what I love about this story. Because it may seem fictitious, but there's humor in the story also. That God picks Jonah. You know, who knows where Jonah came from? Who knows, you know, what was he doing? But God picked him to be a prophet. And he picked him to go to the city of Nineveh. And the city of Nineveh is in northern Iraq. It would be like northern Iraq today. And Jonah, and, and it, it, the story is so good because it reminds us of each one of us. Jonah hears the call of God, and what does he do? He runs away. He runs away. He hears God's word, and what does he do? Forget it. Not me. See you later. I'm taking the next ship to Tarshish. I'm getting out of here. You want me to go east, and I'm going to go the complete opposite way. But the thing is, You can never outdo God. When God wants you to do something, even if you're going the opposite way, he'll send a storm in your life. He'll he'll, he'll wreck your life until you do what he wants you to do. He's going to send storms. And so Jonah's on the boat, and there's a great big storm, and the storm is getting worse. And the sailors are trying to pray to their gods. Of course, they're not Israelites. They're trying to pray to their gods and nothing avails. And then, and Jonah is, is sleeping on the boat. Can you imagine that? He's taking a nap as the storm is brewing. And so finally, in the story, the, the sailors recognize that, you know, you, you, have, to, you have to remember ancient minds that they were fatalistic, that they believed if you did not appease the gods, the gods were angry. And so they figured someone on this boat made their god angry by doing something. And so they drew lots to find out who it was, and the lot fell on Jonah. And Jonah told them the story, that God called him, and he was taken off the other way. And so they... they, they as, as long as Jonah was on the boat, there was a storm. 
And so they decide to toss Jonah off the boat in order to save their lives. So they toss Jonah off the boat, and the sea calmed down, and they realize, yeah, it was Jonah. And then instead of God allowing Jonah to drown in the waters, what does he do? He commands a whale. He says, whale, swallow Jonah. And the whale says, I obey. You know, probably with his fin. And the whale swallows Jonah. And Jonah's in the belly of the whale three days and three nights. And then God says to the whale, I want you to vomit up Jonah. I want you to spit him out. And so the whale spits him out on the land. And guess what land Jonah is on? The land he did not want to go to. That's why I say there's a sense of humor in the book of Jonah. Exactly where you don't want to go to, exactly where God is calling you to, and exactly where you don't want to go to, guess where you're going to wind up? Exactly where God wants you in life. You cannot escape the will of God. And so one of the reasons, and Jonah says this later, one of the reasons why Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh it wasn't because he was afraid of the Ninevites. And it wasn't afraid, he wasn't afraid to tell them to repent of their sins. Nineveh was, was committing all kinds of, of sins, and even the king knew it. Nineveh was creating all kinds of violence and bloodshed and everything. The reason why Jonah did not want to go, listen to this, because he knew God was a merciful God. He knew that. He knew that from the prayers, that God is a merciful God, and that if he were to go and call them to repentance, that there might be a chance that Nineveh might repent, and that God would show mercy on Nineveh. Jonah wanted chastisement. Jonah wanted justice. Jonah says that later. He wants justice. He wants to see Nineveh burned to the ground by the justice of God. And so Jonah, he goes throughout the city three days, and he cries out, 40 days more, and Nineveh shall be destroyed. And the amazing thing, sometimes politics work. People tend to follow their leaders. A bad leader will lead his people astray. A good leader will lead his people to goodness. And so the king of Nineveh, he hears Jonah's word. He knows that they're doing evil. He even recognizes that. And so what does he do? He proclaims a fast throughout all Nineveh. He covers himself with sackcloth and ashes. He tells the people to clothe themselves with sackcloth and ashes. And not only does he tell the people, he says, even the beasts, the cattle, the sheep, all your animals are to be clothed in sackcloth and not to eat anything. 
Even the animals had to fast. You don't imagine that? And so he proclaims this fast and repents of their sins, asking God for mercy. And they call loudly to the God of Israel for mercy. And you know what Nineveh receives? When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, repented of the evil that he had threatened to do them, he did not carry it out. When you repent from your heart, when you pray, when you fast, you ask God for mercy. Guess what God gives you? Mercy. God gives you what you want. If you want justice, God will give you justice. If you want mercy, God will give you mercy. We receive what we ask for. And so God gives them mercy. He spares the entire city of Nineveh. And it was because of the king's action. And that king is, is commended later by Jesus. Because in hearing the word of Jonah, he repented. He listened to the word and he repented and he had all the other people repent. The king of Nineveh is actually an example for us to hear the word of God, to repent of our sins, to ask for his mercy. Now in tomorrow's reading, I'm going to give you tomorrow's reading also, just to finish the story of Jonah. And so Jonah, he goes outside the city. He sees that God has spared the city. And so Jonah goes like this. He's mad. He's angry. He even says it. This is about his emotion. He's angry. He's mad. How dare you, God? I wanted to see destruction. I wanted to see this city burnt to the ground. I wanted to see fire from heaven like Sodom and Gomorrah. And you, God, look what you did. You ever have that moment where you're angry at God, fold your arms, you're mad, like a little child. You ever see a little child? No. And they're just mad. They're temper tantrum. That's Jonah, temper tantrum. Like a little kid. And so God does something to try to teach Jonah a lesson. A tree, a, a little tree comes up. So Jonah, is, he's like in the desert. A little tree comes up. It's got leaves and it provides Jonah with shade. And then God sends a worm to eat the leaves of the tree. And the tree no longer is providing shade for Jonah. The tree dies. And Jonah really liked the tree because the tree was providing him with shade. And then Jonah, I don't know why he was sitting out in the sun. He got burned on his forehead. That's what it says. He got sunburned on his forehead. And he was mad. He was mad at God. He was angry. He was angry because he had sunburn on his head and because the tree that he liked died. That God sent a worm to eat this tree and the tree died. And he was mad at God. He said he wanted to die. God, just take me right now. I'm sick and tired of it. You ever get that way in your spiritual life? Just sick and tired of it. No more. Stop calling me. 
And so God, like a good parent, had to go to his temper tantrum child, Jonah. And he said to Jonah, he said, this tree that sprang up that you did not plant or did not will, that was up in one day and died the next day. And you are mad because the plant died. You were mad because you cared for this plant, this inanimate, well, not inanimate object, but this living object, but that's lower than human beings, a plant. And you were mad because this plant died and you got sunburn on your head. And God said, if you, a human being, care so much for this plant, then why should I not care for the Ninevite people? who are my children, whom you, want, you wanted me to destroy, but they repented. How much more do I care for my children? Who, yes, were sinning, but then turned from their evil ways and repented. And should I not have mercy on them? Should I not be good to them? And he's basically saying to Jonah, you care more for this plant than you do for the people I sent you to. He was teaching Jonah a lesson. There's the heart, that's mercy that God seeks more than anything else. That we need to have mercy upon one another. We need to show mercy everywhere and anywhere we can as God does. As God maybe goes to cities and he looks for repentance. He looks for that repentant heart. We must repent, though. We must repent to receive God's mercy. It's not a false mercy. There needs to be an action of repentance for us to receive mercy. But God is willing to give his mercy to us if we repent. If we turn from our sinful ways and repent, God is always there as a God of mercy. And we shouldn't be angry like Jonah. And we don't know what happened to Jonah after that, the story. It's only three chapters long, two pages. And that's all you hear. It's like a lesson. That's why you see the story of Jonah. Small, but it's compact. There's a lot of lessons in the story that we can learn, that we can take for ourselves in our spiritual life. And at the heart of it, of the story, is mercy. Mercy is at the heart of the story of Jonah, of God's mercy for not his people, his people are Israel, but for another people. But it shows that God cares for all people. All people of different languages, of different creeds, that God has a heart of mercy for all. If he sees the repentance, if he sees that there has to be repentance, remember, it's not a false mercy. There always needs to be repentance to receive God's mercy. Let's pray for God's mercy today. 
upon ourselves. Let's pray for that heart of repentance, that God could see our heart of repentance and look with eyes of mercy upon each and every one of us. Hello, I'm Father Thaddeus Langton of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new podcast with Father Timothy Childers called Keeping It Marian. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Keeping It Marian on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I want to share with you the riches of the charism of the Marian Fathers, which is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, how it touches our lives as consecrated priests and religious, and how this mystery can bear fruit in your life, especially by keeping the Word of God and pondering it in our hearts in imitation of our Blessed Mother. I hope you'll join us. Again, it's called Keeping It Marian. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.